it is like it is striking how much the demographics have changed mm. in the city oh yeah like ethnic demographics or just yeah it, yeah yeah the definition of local changed permanently like five years ago mm. and like it hasn't gone back at all just changed flavors <laughs> More Latino people you were saying a lot the other day. Oh yeah, for sure. More and more every day. Yeah. More Latinxes. Yeah. Let's head back down River Valley Road. Yeah. time is it? Nine twenty-three. Okay. We gotta go to bed. Yeah, it's a little late. What time do you start? Eight thirty. Okay. It's nothing though. Nothing compares to putting in those shifts Wednesday mornings, clocking in after dollar drafts. <laughs> How the hell did we do it? How the hell did you do it? I didn't do it. I don't know how, but I do know that I still have the physical capacity. <laughs> I could still be doing it now. <laughs> A lot of things would be worse in my life. That's oh yeah. Sure. Well, that was the thing, is like last night, <laughs> for the first time in two years, like went to the river with Doug, shrooms a bunch of beer. I was like, yeah, I don't need to do this anymore. Just, I can't do it, but your life is worse. There's a certain inflection point of the self-abuse that's passed. It was always the gut stuff for me that mm. was unbearable. you drive that much shitty beer into your system? Like it cuts through the drunk, it cuts through the high. Mm. Just pain. He's got alarm bells on from the moment you know you're gonna have an emergency at some point. <laughs> I'm having an emergency. Yeah, and then, God forbid you didn't get some of those like shrimp, those battered shrimp or <laughs> right. the fucking extra hot wings. Probably just like you're you're just eroding the mucus layer of your stomach. I think. And then like the alcohol gets to it, and you just have to live with recovering from that. <laughs> you're just having an ass period, just like shitting out your line. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you like, what if you could like, let's say you drank whatever it was. Nine, ten pints of beer. If you could see the all the solid, like take the water out and just see the solids that yeah. you just ingested, oh, it would look like chewed up bread. Yeah, it would. Bubbling chewed up bread. <laughs> 
No, no, I don't miss drinking at all. No. There's really no, there's really no good reason for it. If you don't, if you don't need it, like if you have enough self-control and self-respect where you can like have a conversation without it, you know, you don't have like some kind of fucking anxiety that you use as a crutch. I think I've proven over the past couple of years that I do not need social lubricants at all to <laughs> fucking speak my mind. Just let <laughs> rip. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. That's yeah, a gate if I've ever seen one. <laughs> Two people on a scooter? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Two people of a certain sort? Just a bunch of obvious honeypots <laughs> on the trails in the evening times. <laughs> trying to make a guy like you slip up, <laughs> make a mistake. Yep, they're there for me. <laughs> well, they're there for somebody. They're there for the Tom, uh, Travis Bickles of the world. Thomas Bickles. Thomas Bickles. Tyler Bickles. <laughs> Jaden Bickle. <laughs> Someone needs to do a fucking a zoomer bussin meme. <laughs> Travis Bickle. <laughs> I know you're not talking to me for real. Yeah. <laughs> Bruh, who's you talking to? <laughs> no cap. There's nobody else standing here. <laughs> Street crime is not busting, no cap. <laughs> that'd be a great, that'd be a great updater, Zoomer taxi driver. Yeah, just have it like, you know that meme of, they look British to me, but that, uh, that guy talking in a lady's ear at a bar, mm, and like yes. they're both really tanned and their face looks all like concerned. They're definitely British, yeah. yeah just like superimposed Bickle's face <laughs> with the, the zoomer hair and right. Jody Foster's face on the girl. <laughs> and John Hinckley playing in the background. <laughs> I know you're only 12, no cap, but for real though. For real though. You're the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. The Cumtown vacuum is going to be awesome. Oh, I know. I don't know what's going to happen. Just like with uh, the Louis collapse, right? All the people who just identified too much with the jokes <laughs> are going to epitaph themselves. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> you wonder if something will fill the void or what. Just all the replies on um, Stav and Nick and Adams. Every tweet are like... Come on, bro, please, bro. Just, just do come town again, bro. Please, bro, I need it, bro. Dead, dead rape children, bro, right? <laughs> Faggot, right, bro? Nah, it's over. It really is over. Whatever they're doing right now is hardly funny. Yeah, it's fine. It's not the same. No, it's. I mean, there's some laughs for sure. <laughs> the monologue. Yeah. It's whatever. That Mike Racine guy could almost be just like a Stav replacement. Stavros replacement. 
There's some fat giggling guy. Uh, I have no idea. I don't. I only retain the names of guests on Come Down <laughs> Podcast. No well, they never know. fucking introduce them, so it's it's always a mystery anyway. Yeah, I'm not reading up reading up on the descriptions <laughs> for later reference. Lots of things you can't. The more you think about the show, the, the worse it gets. I stopped learning about it the moment <laughs> Come Town Classic happened. <laughs> and that was it. That was... Nothing was going right. to improve on that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to let things peak where they peak. It's true. <laughs> just accept it. Was that the one that had Batman and Robocop in it? That one was Heavy Brain. Right, right. I feel like Come Town Classic is the Come Each and the Gordon one. Yes, yes. <laughs> Brain and poison HIV. (laughs) (laughs) That one had me going for weeks. Oh. (laughs) It was really like the jerky boys for a new generation. That's right. That's what it was. It was just unabashed fucking. Punching down. Yeah, like at some point in like 15 years, he'll be at a party and somebody will mention Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> and he'll say, Come eat, Commissioner Gordon. And there'll be a knowing you look. You and some, some other guy's eyes <laughs> yeah. will light up from across the room. <laughs> yeah. better than it was on February. It certainly is. February 2nd or whatever. God. <laughs> it was about this point that we just stopped talking. Yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Man, these mooncasts have been grueling and like affirming all at once. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you need a certain amount of grueling. You gotta suffer for the art. Whatever, whatever that looks like. I think maybe the portability of tech now has brought more people to the podcasting world because not everybody fits the studio model, right? Getting a playhouse together and making mm-hmm. theater out and the scene, right? But I certainly think a lot more people like it's. Amazing to me that we've been doing it for this long and we haven't encountered anybody else doing a podcast on the trail. <laughs> no, I know. It's, it's, it's how you know we're doing something pretty unique. Yeah. But you'd think somebody would have thought of it already. Yeah, it kind of makes me think that the reason we're not just drowning in success is we're not going hard enough. <laughs> That's for sure. We're not going hard enough and, like, we're not marketing it at all. Like... Yeah. Fuck.
mm-hmm. start? Do you want to put it up on like an Apple Podcast and shit? I don't care either way. Yeah. I don't think I'm gonna do any more than I'm doing right now. That's fair. I don't. You don't. That's the thing is you don't have to because, it, like I was saying, you get we get so much out of it as it is for other parts of our lives. Yeah. It itself is not really the the goal. Like there's an amazing premium on inside jokes and. <laughs> yeah. Can't really discount that. No. Can't force it either, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it certainly uh, feels good to mature past the, I guess, the pedantic inside jokes. Like, this is something stupid that one time, remember? <laughs> this is Michael Schumacher. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, what was that? Like, if that was our fucking Don't, our fucking our recurring bit, this callbacks to Michael Schumacher. <laughs> Here in the Michael Schumacher. Oh yeah, Don Simpson and Michael Schumacher. Yeah, just having a <laughs> we Michael used... Schumacher arc to our our podcast. <laughs> no, I think the the recurring jokes are actually like fairly fleshed out bits. Like, Although you, you as the Don Simpson of East Hastings could be a thing. <laughs> could get somewhere with that. Yeah, we'd have to go down the Hope Mission for a Mooncast oh one day. Oh, God. <laughs> now that would be a thought, hey? <laughs> to go do that, to do, do a Mooncast through, like, that corridor, like Chinatown, Macaulay. Honestly, my block, is, my block smells like that now, so... Yeah? Is it? May as well do it in my area. It seems like it's it's just slowly coming, it's spreading more and more west. No, it's the gentrifiers. The gentrifiers are meeting the homeless. <laughs> Head on. The dog piss is competing with the human piss. <laughs> it really is like, I'm in a hating gentrifiers mode at this point. Because all of them just fucking live in apartments and condos. And they all have fucking dogs. So what is a gentrifier? Just like someone that moves to like the inner city? Yeah. And then, well, moves to a new development in the the inner city. And then lives a very uniquely, um, a uniquely gentrified life. So um, all of the, literally all the privilege that you can think of. Like they're the only people who actually have white privilege. (laughs) because they live in an area that was underprivileged until they moved in. Right. Then they get to live the, uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) to live the higher class that they're at. Holy fuck. In the proximity of poor people. Right, right, right. But yeah, it's so just they, the dogs pissing everywhere. It just makes it stink like homeless people are around all the time. When <laughs> the sun hits it and it's how can horrible. You, how can you tell the difference? Yeah, it looks really bad. <laughs> and they keep stealing my parking spot too. Oh, that sucks. That really sucks. Did those Medusas just like appear out of the fucking gutter there? Or what was going on? <laughs> I mean... 
they they came up this way, crossed, and went in there, and then came back out. Oh, okay. Just just had a little break and an outfall. Yeah, that was a, that was a Gorgonite moment. Just had to go visit the city's hole. <laughs> pay, pay their respects. Pay their respects. Outfall. Outfall 182. Oh my god. Just piss on it. I'm. I was sleeping on the couch when you started the Medusa dialect, and then I wasn't sure if it was real at first. <laughs> oh man, that one got weird for days. Oh yeah. I had to process a lot. It's like, okay, what are we going with here? <laughs> that was one that felt like labor. <laughs> yeah. It's like mental labor. Give birth to that one. So much. Like, I have a conception that, like, everything that's beautiful is beautiful at the uh, detriment of something that has become ruined. Right. Everything's beautiful at the detriment of something. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so yeah, I had to make up for all that time right. with the gate. Just make sure it was the just the worst stuff. <laughs> Right, it's, it's like a step up or down from the gate. Like the gate is kind of general all-purpose. It's, like it's like the bodyguard of the gate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like that one, I think it was a Wojak meme of uh, a guy approaching a girl and then the next frame is uh, the girl's... Um, very obese friend saying the girl's not interested. Yeah, she's not interested. Yeah, that's Medusa right there. Totally. <laughs> Turns you to stone. If I'm using um, Mr. Jordan Peterson's conception of how myths are made, that's I think that's a fair unpacking of how that myth came about. Because Medusa was like <laughs> the fucking <laughs> Uh, just the whore of the gods, basically. Mm -hmm. They just like use whatever Medusa was at the beginning until it was just a grotesque monster that had to be taken care of. Like, wasn't wasn't there something also just about the like Lindsay Lohan of ancient Greece? <laughs> something about what? <laughs> That's a great image. Wasn't there like something about wearing like the Medusa as a pendant was like somehow protective? Like is that? Yeah, like you use its powers against other people. Right. It's almost like uh, like the power of gossip or something. Right. Loose lips sh uh, sink ships. Mm-hmm. Loose lips shit. Yeah, I tried watching Stranger Things, I just couldn't. Oh, no. I couldn't deal with the godlessness. <laughs> what is it? Like, isn't it like a... Like, the kids are like the hero characters? Yeah. And they... Well, barely. Mm. They don't really allow heroes on shows anymore. <laughs> Everybody's like fucking corrupt. Because, like, they're the ones getting gayer in every episode. <laughs> Like, what's an example? Well, there's these, uh, it's all based around um, the late Soviet Union and 
Soviet Union not being able to keep their secrets anymore. Um, and the whole thing with the one girl having magical powers was mm-hmm. because of the Cold War and uh, the arms race and they were chasing down demons and opening portals to other worlds. So all these kids just get exposed to demons and gorgons and shit. Ah. Um, and just like watch people in their town get killed and all that stuff. really plays out differently when it's a series compared to like a, a movie, like a horror film or whatever. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same beats. They really just put the kids in the shit for a long time. <laughs> and the episodes are long, aren't they? Like the first episode and the ending episode were like two hours long. Yeah. Yeah, it's just torturous. <laughs> yeah, it's just not great. It can't be good for the soul, I know that. No, that's the thing. And, like, the redeeming quality is you're supposed to, like, fall in love with children. (laughs) Now that's the problem. That's, like, yeah. That's the Bernays fucking making you fall in love with eggs and bacon. (laughs) Except it's fucking pedophilia. (laughs) It's a little different, but somehow the same. Same tactic. (laughs) Which is just very strange. It's a stranger thing. It's a stranger thing. They got that, they got the title right. Yeah, I really think the generation that's growing up on that, and by growing up on, I mean, their millennial parents are are forcing their children to watch it (laughs) at probably a too young age. Right. Those children are going to grow up hating their parents more than any generation before. (laughs) And they won't realize it. And this, yeah, and the sickness is that the, the parents did it to themselves. I remember I saw like a, a small amount of child's play um, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and it like it like fucked me up for weeks. Just, just the idea of a toy that would kill people. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah so that was that's a fucked up thing, right? Just knowing it existed was not okay with me, and I really pretty much stopped playing with toys after that. <laughs> just a big nope. Yeah, and then also it, you know, yeah. like the clown. I never respected clowns. Makeup doesn't work on me, so uh, clowns just look like sad men, and that's gross. <laughs> sad, unwashed men. There's a lot of that. And before you know it, the sad, unwashed men will be the heroes that will be forced to reckon with. Yeah. That's cool. It is. Fuck, I hate mosquitoes so much. Oh, the worst. <laughs> I was just thinking like how such a thing could evolve. I mean, you, or could come to be. And then they say it's kind of like the linchpin of the whole fucking food chain. Right? Like if you took the mosquitoes out, the bats would go, and then everything, I don't know if that's true, the dragonflies would go. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> Sometimes you wonder if the food chain isn't a gate. <laughs> oh. 
I'm know. fully convinced that it is. And evolution too, right? Just about everything is taught <laughs> in public school. Right. It might be real, but why they taught it and the framing is certainly a gate. Right. Otherwise, we'd all be biologists and we all would have got what? great fucking grades and shit. It'd be right. perfectly understandable. What we're taught in class would right. map perfectly to the test. I think. <laughs> it's like I remember some tests where like I paid attention every second of every class. Right. And I absorbed every word. Right. I may not have been like fucking it might not have been my sole focus, but I was certainly present for everything that was taught. Mm -hmm. And there were just questions that were weighted like fifteen percent of the test that were not covered <laughs> at all. And I remember like just sitting and it was like a, a midterm um, for one of the for one of the core classes, and I was like, I didn't fucking learn this, so I just guessed. And I remember getting the mark back, and it was like two out of fifteen or something. <laughs> like fuck you. Yeah, it's like that's the percentage of what you taught me about this. Two out of fifteen. Yeah. And then to like look back and just everything that was required to get into college, like all the grade twelve stuff. I haven't used a fucking stitch no. of that shit since. <laughs> and then you realize that, now, like, you look at yourself now as, like, the age you are now is, like, the age of what many of our teachers were. And it's like, if you were a worse person and just going in day in and day out and just failing yeah. to teach the kids <laughs> anything. I remember thinking about, like, the things they'd say about their lives. <laughs> that just made them seem like so young and hip. But really they were just like in, a, in massive flails like five years later than they should have been. <laughs> well, what is this coming? Remember that teacher that took his wife's name? <laughs> no. At Shep? I won't say the name, but he's like, yeah, me and my wife, we hyphenated our name, but it's his name and her name. It's like, what the fuck? I'm assuming it's not fucking Rothschild, the wife's name, so. <laughs> No. That's an epitaph. Uh, totally. That's an epitaph. <laughs> if you take your wife's title, or if you take your wife's name. The fucking fuckings are out. Fucking 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 hour. Hey, fucking. <laughs> oh, Patrick. A wild fucking fucking. <laughs> Hey, fucking, fucking. <laughs> I'm going fucking, fucking down the fucking, fucking. I guess we have reached the, the Scandinavian <laughs> ideal. <laughs> fucking Glubin. Glubin fucking. A wild fucking, fucking appeared. <laughs> what was the thing about your skip the dishes driver? Oh, that was weird, man. It was just, I don't know if he lives in our neighborhood, but he was like, it was early. It was like 9, 10 in the morning, and he's like, I see him out front, like, loading the skip the dishes bags into his car. Oh, okay. And he's just on the phone, like speaker phone, but just Ari Gold style with the phone, just like yelling into it at eye level. Oh, really? But just <laughs> fully in Cantonese or whatever, and just like, he, he was mad, and he was just letting it fly <laughs> so loud at 9 in the morning. <laughs> Wait, what's that? What's that? What's that? What's that? 
oh, I said, oh, I said, like the cadence of it was just like he was just giving it to the person you could tell. <laughs> yeah. And then he drives away. Like, that was weird. An hour later, he's back doing the same thing. Who's <laughs> this guy? I mean, they work hard. That's why they. That's why they're the best wiggers in the world. <laughs> Dude. They work hard and. God bless him, I say. That was a wild, that was that wild, that was last Saturday when the fucking, the timeline was just lit beyond belief. <laughs> Things were flying in on the slack and this guy's outside screaming in Chinese. It's like, it's a great day to have a great day. It was really just peak. Yeah, whatever the fuck happened with Sir and like, just turned everything into hyperdrive. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, what's that all about? I haven't had a chance to look at that stuff yet. CERN? Yeah, like, like it's the big reactor. Uh, no, it's a it's a collider. A collider, collider. So apparently there's dozens of these around the world and they just do it to... They use them to study quantum physics. Mm. So they send particles around giant rings and then they study the collisions. Mm. And from those collisions, um, they can, I guess, glean the subatomic particles. So I guess they discovered some new ones. And uh, the conspiracy theory is that they could open a black hole with them. <laughs> which doesn't make much sense. What's likely to happen is they'll have a scientific breakthrough that right. means one side or the other will get to advance their, uh, their program right. with whatever technologies spring from it. But like the public's perception of what technologies we have um, the capacity to use is like a hundred years behind. Right. So who knows who's going to be alive to see what they get out of this running of the CERN. <laughs> right, but there's that. There's a couple guys who've been posting all that. Like, yeah, this current, like the new Eminem album or whatever. Maybe Stranger Things, where like the portal image is like all over the place these days. Yeah. You can certainly see the scientific establishment is doing the same thing that the church did when it was the the controller of the culture, mm. just like setting the dialect, the dialectics months early. Mm -hmm. All like the all the new seasons of shows and new movies are like leading people to that mm -hmm. that kind of focus. And right. obviously distracting away from what's the most important about it. Right. <laughs> that guy was dressed as Predator. <laughs> Riding that scooter, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I saw that guy a few weeks ago. Oh, really? Yeah. He's not live streaming it. He's missing out. He's missing <laughs> Sweet, sweet clicks. Could get some clicks. It's crazy that, I don't know, we've been out of the clicks era for a while now. And I don't really understand what it is that's going on right now, other than not art. Mm. Good question. Well, view, I mean, views and listens are still a pretty, like, that's a metric. It's a metric, but I, with all the go woke, or get woke, go broke, whatever the fuck that is. Yeah. It's obvious that those things don't matter to the major corporations because they're not getting the engagement. 
that the dollars are paying for. Mm. So what do clicks and views even matter? That's interesting. It's almost like now that you're seeing that messaging in like major corporate advertising, that they just, they know they've made the shift. Yeah. So not even really words, like they know that kind of, it's like we're at peak. It really is like schism levels because they're not going to back off from it. No. Like, science is their lord and savior. Right. <laughs> it's crazy, like, all the assholes who just have the same education as us that are just freely just on the science train. There's no skepticism. Oh. All of a sudden, science is settled. <laughs> yeah. Just like and, like, no evidence can sway them away from just reflexive belief in what people they'll never meet are saying. Yeah, that's incredible. And then they'd be the same people who, like, just a few years ago would be wearing, like, atheism shirts or... Yeah. Like, you know. And they're also the same people who are like, oh, who cares about celebrities? <laughs> right. But literally, the only people they know are public figures. Right. They know as much about themselves as... They know so little about themselves. They can tell you all this bullshit about other people. Which is how the myths happen, I just wonder. I'm... I'm... Right. I'm betting hard on <laughs> being in the economy, whatever it is that writes the next myth. Mm. I think, well, it could be you. Because, like, the whole Pilgrim's Progress, are, are you aware of what that is? No. It was, like... The, it was the second most popular book behind the Bible mm. from the like colonizers of the American continent. Okay, so it was on the it was in every house of uh, the early American colonies, and it was just like a retelling of the the Bible story through like a, a bunch of unnamed characters who were just okay. uh, archetypes from the Bible. Mm. And that was, like, pop fiction from those days. Okay. And, uh, like, the moral lessons that were taught through that were basically became the underpinnings of American society as we know it now. Hmm. At least the conservative side of it. The democratic side came later. But, uh, yeah, I feel like whatever the new frontier is. And there is one. I just can't see it yet. Um, they're going to be going through that soon enough. And I... I definitely don't think Disney or NBC or any of those are going to survive the shift. I think oh, they're no. just going to have their little... It'll be like Orthodox Christianity in Eastern Europe. That'll <laughs> be what Disney is in 50 years. <laughs> There's so much of people in fucking Adidas uh, <laughs> tracksuits squatting with like Mickey Mouse on it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's interesting. It does seem like that... You see, it's, it's like a real shift in the institutional power. But, yeah. But the mechanism is no different. It's just the, the subject matter. Yeah, so I don't know what it is. It seemed like that that kind of epoch was a, like a rebuilding of the church. It was kind of like... Right. It was almost like a, like a recapitulation of the Protestant um, schism. Mm -hmm. um, yes, yes. 
and it was like a like a popular version of it, a populist version. So I kind of feel like whatever the next thing is, I'm just thinking of like the ages of man. We were in the Pisces age, and then right. that was all about religion and getting together and shit like that. And mm-hmm. Jesus was big then, so now we're in the age of Aquarius, and I guess. Maybe it'll be the gay pilgrim's progress. <laughs> the gay germ progress. The gay pilgrim's progress. I mean, man, there's something to that. Just like, just a man whore. He just hops from movement to movement with no loyalty. Right. As opposed to a Jesus figure who the movement um, assembled around. Right. I'm toying with the idea. That's an, No, there's something to that for sure. Something to that for sure. So, whatever it is, I think uh, I'd like to evolve whatever this is we're doing now into something that's adaptable to different platforms, Mm -hmm. but has the same, I guess, level of fidelity across different media. And then I'll pick a moral framework to shove down people's throats through it. (laughs) Not sure which that one is yet. It's not clear just yet. The gay pilgrim's progress. But I did find, like, the Japanese equivalent of the Orpheus myth. Okay. Like, it's almost the exact same myth. See, that's wild shit, because there's other instances of that, right? Yeah. Like, the flood myth is repeated throughout. Yeah. And of course, the flood represents your dad. <laughs> what if we just find? Out, what if we just find out that Jordan Peterson's dad was just an archetypal, um, horrible father figure or something? <laughs> I didn't watch it, but he just did a podcast where he interviews his dad. Oh, really? I could actually answer a lot of questions. Well, son. Thanks, Dad. Now, fuck, now that he's up with the Daily Wire, all the shit he does is off a teleprompter. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the, I think the font is too small. Because <laughs> he's like, Twitter is bad. <laughs> Why is it so bad? <laughs> well, <laughs> like, he's, he's just a cipher now. Like, the originality is drained from what I've seen. Yeah. That tends to happen when people <laughs> settle up and write a book. Right. Yeah. Become a a, ref, a reflection of themselves. Yeah, that's dangerous. Themselves as seen by their audience. Yeah, it's a weird thing. To just be like, to just fall into that like low-level discourse and just start literally calling a fat bitch fat on Twitter. Yeah, like nobody wanted that from you, man. When I actually read Carl Jung, it like flushed everything Jordan Peterson ever said out of my brain. (laughs) (laughs) When I read Aeon, like he he said that it was unintelligible, right, and like just beyond beyond thought, right. And it just like came into me like water. And I was like, this guy's a fucking charlatan. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the right word. 
Because he was just like cherry, he was, he was like just cherry picking concepts. Yeah, I think the earliest version of him, which was just posting videos of his lectures on YouTube was the purest form and people mm -hmm. just wanted to buy into the fantasy that some magical professor was speaking only to them. <laughs> right. And he was up until the point he had the book to hawk. Mm -hmm. And since then, what happened? <laughs> Tried to sell his daughter on you. Yep. And he peddled his son a little bit. Got completely addicted to drugs. <laughs> it's getting a uh getting good now I've, I've gotten back into a writing mode and I'm remembering how fucking weird it is to write a song okay it's like, a weird thing to do like a genuine song that like isn't referential at mm. like the first step gotcha it's literally just a translation of life experience because I don't know exactly what you don't know what you're translating right there's no guidebook to like what notes mean what in your life Mm. So you're just living this mode of a song until it's... For, for me, it's not done until I have, like, the arrangement laid out. Then I know what it is, and then I can, like, set it aside. But until that moment, I'm just living whatever the hell that mode is. Interesting. Until I get all the ideas out. And I try to do that as fast as possible, so I'm not a crazy person. But <laughs> it definitely is, like... It changes my personality up until the moment. But it, I feel like it's out. Mm. It's almost like reading a book, how it like affects you for a while, right? But in the reverse, because that's it, right? You're translating something internal to a into like a document or like into a another language. Yeah, but you don't. But you don't know what it is. Yeah, you really don't. You certainly don't know if it's good or not. Well, yeah, for sure. I think that's why people just default to references and covers and shit mm -hmm. but yeah it's very interesting and it's worthwhile that's why like my main focus is just feeding myself things that I, I don't hate right which means basically just an utter disrespect for other people's opinions when it comes to what I put into my body <laughs> in any yeah. kind of sensory way man I think you have to have that I've had a real like reckoning with the uh with the phenomenon of pleasure. Mm. Mainly through the gate dialectic. Right. And just like, how it's not, well, and also all these lockdowns and shit, and how it's, it's not a fucking, a right to have every moment of existence be one of pleasure. Mm. Actually, most of the pain in life is what makes pleasure mm -hmm. what it is. And you can really live a life that embraces the unsavory and basically guarantees that you get the pleasure when it's time for it right you never miss it so right. I think people are afraid of missing it they're afraid of dying and they're afraid of missing out on pleasure so then they just try to control everything so those things are guaranteed 
And that, right, and that comes from that mode of living in a way where, like you say, if other people are influencing your input, then you live in this way of like, well, obviously I just got to keep chasing that this, this pleasure is this fleeting thing that I'm after. Yeah. Whereas if you flip the script and you're the, you're the engine. Yeah, then you're, right. you're also the fuel. Right. It's like, it's the simplest way to live. Yes. But it's also the most cringed at way to live. Like those are the people who are vilified out of nothing. <laughs> Right. Well, but that's, yeah, that's probably true. People who are gassed up on themselves. Like, there's no, <laughs> there's no yeah. culture of that in Canada, of people who are, like, egoic and uh, populist. No, it's that, that faux humility. Yeah. Or hidden behind that collectivism, like, that fucking Krista Freeland clip from that press conference. <laughs> Like, can Canadians were so good at following the rules yeah. during COVID. <laughs> they just got fucked in their asses so nice. By choice. <laughs> I swear, man. Nothing, nothing has been more tainted in my life than this very country. We are slowly getting into Mad Max territory. Yeah. Some of these fucking vehicles we've seen. It really seems like it. <clears throat> yeah, so the, the, the narrative of the image of Canada has been... It's not that I don't think it's possible to live a good life here. It's just we are 60 days away from winter. <laughs> and they're already talking about masking again. And people are just going to do it. Like, you know they are. Oh, yeah. Like, this province is, what, 98% or something like that? Had <laughs> at least one? Yeah. And then when you see that stuff out of China where it's like they, they just beat the hell out of those people who went to the bank to protest or whatever. Yeah. That's their version of uh, cringing you out, out the door when you want to get a loan. <laughs> yeah. Just pull out the billy club and you're gone. It's the exact same thing. But the fact that that's happening in the same time means that, yeah, the authoritarianism is not going to back off. Yeah. And they're technically and financially a better position than we are right now. Well, that's fucked. <laughs> like, if they have one more generation of sons, they're going to rule the world. It's as simple as that, right? Yeah. Well. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Folks, I don't want to tell you. You get some more Chinese sons, we're in big trouble. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Like that one guy, I had sent something. The guy was uh, describing the authoritarian left and libertarian um, right as the Chinese kind of economic order. Mm. Right. With G at the top and everything else like supporting, feeding that cult of personality. Mm -hmm. And that's why they have successful startups and shit like that. Mm. And I drove past like, there's a startup incubator 
not too far from my place and like i haven't heard anything out of that and they've oh, been running yeah. for a couple of years that place in, in mercer in the mercer building no a couple blocks away from me there's another one like a oh. small one close <laughs> to world's finest dome air and i just see hipsters outside of it but like i haven't heard anything yeah because that's interesting hey so that it's a whole different like social structure you're saying or like I guess it's a political structure, but it's like the way we, like you're saying, G at the top is kind of like this, and everything feeds the the idol at the top, socially, yeah. and so that's how they operate businesses in China. Because like the authoritarian right is about the group of betters, right? For the most part, like the technocrats are technically right. authoritarian left, um, like the Chinese. That's why, like Google and all of them are so comfortable just selling off their companies. Um, to be cloned over there but overall the authoritarian right is political parties and royal parties and big mm. families with um, class as the thing that uh, keeps them ahead of everybody else but yeah usually like you could consider the Jesus figure as an authoritarian leftist figure right especially the way he acted <laughs> Jesus was authoritarian left I guess that's true, because it, yeah. So then what's the fundamental difference between left and right in this scenario? Collectivism versus like individualism or small group? Um, left and right is uh, who gets the resources and mm -hmm. how. And like, pro and like what property is. So left is more a widespread distribution? Yeah, and also widespread taking. Hmm. And the right is production from the self or production from the group. Gotcha. Because the whole like communist thing isn't about production. It's about the means of production and who has control over it. That's why they never build anything or do anything. They just bitch. For the collective, yeah. They just <laughs> generate fractals of their own shit. <laughs> they just they just <laughs> name new components of their own shit and call that production that's basically the leftist uh, mode yeah. and again that's why all this science shit just seems like bullshit like that one uh, that fucking Gaussian meme of the mathematics concepts mm. and like, usability over time right now like basic addition and subtraction is what you end up with no matter if you went to fucking calculus class or not still need to learn to add and subtract. It's the only <laughs> thing that really matters. So you could almost, I'm thinking like you could almost see it as a, as a pyramid or whatever, a flow, and an authoritarian right is like bottom up to the point, and then the authoritarian left is almost kind of the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the, yeah, you, yeah, you got it. It's interesting to think about because the way, like, I don't think individuals are, are like that, but I certainly think what people are taught and what's demonstrated to them maps to those concepts mm -hmm. very closely. And that means people's defaults are consistent with them. And they're going to vote 
based on those things. For sure. Which is why the Libertarian Party will always be a joke. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Because most of them are always going to hedge that you should take care of the collective. But that just plays into the hands of uh, the Marxists. Right, like you can't, it's one of those things where you can't really have a libertarian political party. Tr like, truly. Yeah, you can't. It's just like the whole convoy thing. If all those truckers had just decided to run the economy themselves and just ignore the bureaucrats, then that would be an actual divergent and revolutionary act. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they decided to mount onto the roads and in an orderly fashion <laughs> march towards the center of their government, Right, like they're playing into the into the system. Yeah, they literally are the system. Right, right. It was like that. Oh, you sent it or I sent it? Where it was those people? Those people said they they said Trudeau's a, a pig, a fascist pig or whatever. Oh, yeah, that and, lady on the hill. Right, but he should also what was it like release the political prisoners? Yeah. It's like well, they're a communist. Yeah. It's like you can't. You, you realize. Like, his people made up the word communist there. <laughs> like, he defined it. I know. That's fuck. He's the living embodiment of it. You're just affirming his position. <laughs> Talk about sinking down, begging for mercy. It's like, Jesus. Oh, yeah. I was supposed to do a, a too hot on the fucking oh, shit. I was hoping we could Crossroads Blues. What is this fucking fencing? I think there will be an opening eventually. It's hilarious that this is what it's going to be now. Like, this is the economy, is menial tasks for people <laughs> because real jobs don't exist anymore. Right. So it's just all going to be some kind of functioning to support the bureaucracy and make people safe. That's what we uh, dedicated billions of dollars of our fucking national revenue towards. Well, yeah. That will never stop now. But yeah, exactly. Over the last two years, just printing money like that to do, to just give to people for nothing. And, and, then, and to do shit like this, you're right. And then they can't fire any of the safety makers because the safety makers are the ones who know that all of it is bullshit. <laughs> so if enough of those quit, then you have a problem because you can't generate hush money sufficient enough to get rid of them and you can't exactly billy club them in the street like the Chinese do. <laughs> so we're really in a late Soviet period where everybody has to believe the lie. Right. The penalty of their family's honor. That was an interesting thing from that Red Scare episode where they said, even in like late Soviet, it was like everyone kind of pretended to believe the propaganda. Wasn't that something they said? Yeah, they were talking about the terms of uh, the culture of basically lying. Right, right. As a way, as a form of, uh, yeah, I'm not walking on the grass, it's mosquito hour. <laughs> okay. <laughs> mosquito hour. Um, yeah, because apparently the the Soviet Union just like collapsed because people stopped caring. Like it wasn't a, a formal thing, really. Mm -hmm. Just enough people uh, stopped giving a shit about it. 
<laughs> and they all realized that they were the ones holding it up. It's kind of the same thing that happened during the lockdowns. It's the, the exhaustion just set in, but people just kept uh, abiding for the most part. Yep. We, like, well, you still see people with masks on in their cars by themselves. Insanity. Those people aren't going to recover. <laughs> there have been many forks in the road. <laughs> people have been given many outs and... Right. They're, uh... Not taking them. They're not going to get out. <laughs> get out! Like, it, it really is a... Like, the, like the whole come down thing. Like everybody I told about come town with, they were like in a fucking panic about stop quitting and shit. And like I felt like my giving people come town was like to get them to stop fucking being so precious about the things they like. Right, right. To not be addled by that kind of shit. Yeah, but of course it didn't work. It's those old liberal reflexes of the people you associate with. Like what? Like Stav left the show. What happens? <laughs> nothing. Nothing Not, fucking happens. Well, they nothing. They don't delete come town. <laughs> they don't like erase it from your memory. Like the best of it is still there, and the worst of it. Like and it wasn't the fucking greatest thing in the world. No, it was pretty terrible. A lot the, of the shit time. episodes were the fucking horrible. And sure, they're like great. The totality of it is great, but it's certainly not a substitute for real relationships. No, <laughs> no, no. Especially when you consider that, like, one of them is obviously the, a fucking psychopath. At least two of them are gay. <laughs> One's Jewish. Not exactly the models of society. No. No, they're the, they're the underclass. They're the sort of rejects. But that's probably what made it great. Was that it was kind of like letters from the fucking sewer. Yeah. It certainly wasn't the fan base. No. Well, think about anybody that... Think about someone that unironically got into that show and thought it was good <laughs> and intellectualized. Like, what kind of a person would that be? The Redditor. Right. Yeah, I mean, it was such a fucking pivotal last couple weeks. Mm -hmm. 4chan announces it's gone. And in the wake of it, they fucking release all of the Hunter Biden shit. That's wild. And it's funny that all that Hunter Biden shit can come out of it. Like, it just, nothing really changes. Yeah. And it's like, you're gonna be shocked and appalled by what it was on his laptop, but wasn't there, like, evidence of collusion with, or just outright, yeah, collusion, right? Yeah, like, he was running business deals for his father. Right while his father was in office. And they basically built what Ukraine is now. Mm -hmm. Which led to um, Putin moving on it in 2014 and then doing what he did this past year. Right. It was all built by the democratic apparatus. Pay for play and flirting with China. <laughs> now here we are. Mm -hmm. Barely a continent. Barely a continent. <laughs> Yeah. You just got the few. I just went by a coyote on the road. Oh, oh. Thanks, okay, man. Thanks. Appreciate it. I got my. Where? Did you see it? Yeah, if you see 
on that side of the road. See him? He's fucking off. That'd suck to get attacked by a coyote. <laughs> I got my swell bottle. Nice. Let it know who's boss. <laughs> just clonk him. <laughs> I have this weird detached memory of like, I think we were in Jeff's garage packing up all the dope and stuff into a backpack to go. And he puts this big knife in his backpack and just ever so quietly says, <laughs> what the fuck, Apple? Just light on. <laughs> I'm so sick of plastic <laughs> and technology. Oh, so, like something's too. going on in life where <laughs> I just... You know when you're in a rush? Oh yeah. The last thing you want in your hands at that pivotal moment is a piece of plastic. <laughs> It's gonna let you down 99% of the time. 100%. Fucking plastic. <laughs> Let's go into that little gully I'd suspect. Probably. Well, the Oilers got their goalie, huh? Oh, yeah. Uh, Jack Campbell out of Toronto. We'll see. I don't think I'm even going to pretend to give a fuck to get on the ride next, uh, next season. Fair enough. I mean, I can't even afford tickets to the fucking game, so that's the point. Right. <laughs> LARPing for a sports team. Right, really. Like, why would you sit there and watch it on TV? <sighs> that was a good one. What a gorgeous evening. It was, yeah. I just hope people can get dialectics into their lives. <laughs> That's all we can hope for the people. It's one of the best things. It really changed everything. It strengthened my individualism. Like a lot of what we were talking about back on the bridge about being gassed up on yourself. Right. Like it's surely better than the alternative of getting of getting gassed in both ends by something else. Well, the fucking the entertainment world has nothing has had nothing since Trump got canceled. <laughs> and when you consider that like Trump is all they had for four plus years, that's a fucking epitaph right there. It is. <laughs> that's an epitaph. And now like they're apparently most of the new series have like a Trump themed thing. So like the, the villains are all Trumps now. Oh, that's hilarious. Just so fucking closed-minded and obvious. Oh, yeah. Like, there's no progression. There's no culture stagnated. Kid Trump just broke everybody. He really did. Fuck. That's all he wanted, probably. Yeah, he's going to live forever now. 
Thank you, folks.